Alright, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rob Zakari, Rob Zakari Show. <sighs> and it's uh, 7 uh, p.m. West Coast time. Alright, fake news. You guys get your uh, fake news dose today? It's my new thing, is, is fake news. And I think every show that's out there Rather, it's radio, TV, internet, I don't care. We all should make a conscious effort to dual out fake news. I'm not talking about, um, you know, some guy off of uh, Bali catching a 75-foot shark. Or even Pizzagate, for that matter. I'm talking about Washington Post, talking about New York Times. That fake news. Remember, when they gave their analysts and they gave their punditries and all of that stuff that predicted... Trump would lose, the sky would fall, the economy would tank, the stock market would crash. All those stories are fake news. It's all fake news. That was information published on a website. And that website is depicted as a news organization. So the story and the information in the story was fake news. So we're going to get to that segment on the show, which is courtesy of the Washington Post. Because remember... The carrier deal is just setting everyone off. I mean, unhinged is the word that best describes the media, liberals, even people on the hard, hard right. Unhinged is what you got to call it. So, the Washington Post does an article where they go to Indiana and they talk to people from Carrier. And they basically call Trump a liar. Basically, Trump, a liar. And what I find unbelievably entertaining is that the person that there says they voted for Hillary. They voted for Hillary. But 
it was the lesser of the two evils. Okay. But either way, you voted for Hillary. How the hell can the Washington Post publish a story talking about the carrier deal not really being all that it was sold to everyone about. It really didn't save eleven or 1,200 jobs. And a couple hundred of those jobs were never really going to get shipped to Mexico. And the jobs that were saved... was only 800 And it came with a steep price tag. This is from a Hillary Clinton supporter. And this is news. This is news. And that's how their article... started. Trump lied his ass off and they put a dot dot. Who did Jones vote for? Hillary Clinton. This is fake news. Jones says Trump and Pence, they pulled a dog and pony show on the numbers. By the way, Jones voted for Hillary Clinton, but he called her the better two evils. I almost threw up in my mouth watching Donald Trump exaggerate the numbers. This is fake news. Doing a story... And using that story and the information providing the reporter or journalist or whoever the hell it is, is from somebody who's pro-Hillary. I mean, how is this news? How is this legitimate news? Fake news. That's what this is. And man, have you ever seen... So many people tear apart jobs being saved. Seriously, have you ever seen so many people tear apart real human beings? Real human beings, because that's what they're doing. They're they're tearing apart human beings. When you hear people go, ah, they they, they gave that company tax breaks. They gave that company tax credits to save those jobs. Okay? And think about the money. Think about the money that we in this country spend and get nothing for it. Think about the money 
that we spend in this country, and it's basically throwing cash out the window. I mean, a report today came out that the Obama administration tried to bury that has something like a hundred or I don't know, $130 billion worth of waste that was uh, tried to basically, they did what uh, they intended to do. Release this information with about what? A month and a half? (laughs) About About a month and a half? In Obama's term, I mean, think of all the money that we waste in this country. Think about the tax money that goes to things like Planned Parenthood, abortion clinics. Think about the money that goes to Hollywood. So they could shoot movies. They get tax credits. Tons of tax credits. You have farmers. They get tax credits. And here people are bitching and whining. And it's only because it's Trump. Well, they they gave them tax credits for... I don't care if they sent hookers over there with knee pads to fillet everybody that makes decisions with Carrier. At the end of the day, you have seven, eight hundred people, nine hundred people keeping their jobs. Good paying jobs. And that's going to affect their wives, their husbands, their children, other businesses in that community. I mean, it's it's a huge ripple effect, and we're sitting there criticizing it? I got to listen to Sarah Palin, that jerk-off, talk about crony capitalism, crony capital. Listen, stupids, crony capitalism And the concept of doing something uh, for big money people because you're buddies and it puts money. Listen, that that concept and that charge, it's for single individuals. And what I mean by that is one guy. Who runs an investment firm? Or one guy who's a hedge fund manager? Or one guy who owns a Merrill Lynch stock trading company? Something like that. And that person benefits from somebody in government. 
that's the real example of crony capitalism. At least in my world. But if you're a company and you're employing thousands of people and you're being forced to downsize or you're being forced to shut your doors or you're being forced to move the company overseas because you can't compete with some company from China or Mexico making widgets with their child labor, slave labor. Then the government comes in and goes, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to slash your taxes for 10 years. You're going to pay no taxes. But you're going to make a commitment that you're not going to leave Huntsville, Alabama, or wherever. At the end of the day, the guy that owns that company benefiting the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that work for that company, that's who's benefiting. That's who's benefiting. Those people. Now, if there was no employees, and it was like maybe six family members, and the government steps in and goes, hey, you're our pal. We're going to give you this break and that break and yada, yada, yada. And you got six people at a hedge fund that pocket a couple billion dollars because Joe Blow senator or president-elect comes in and Gives them a sweetheart deal. Okay. But how can anybody find fault with saving hundreds and hundreds of jobs? And for the Washington Post to do a story that basically says Trump exaggerated on the numbers, the amount of people that got their jobs saved weren't the number that Trump is saying. Okay. So, minus two or three hundred. That means he's bad? That means the deal's crap? I mean, that's where we are now. With these fake news sites, fake news papers. It's like somebody that complains about a gift you give them. You give them a gift. You you, you give them a a book. I don't know. uh, Whatever. (laughs) Come up with something. A car. You give them a car. You give them a car. They don't have a car. You give them a car. You give them a, a, a Pinto, brand new Pinto. And they go... Oh, wow. Well, I thought it would be a Porsche. Well, it's not a Porsche. It's a Pinto. You don't have a car. Uh, You either hitchhiked, had to fellatio people to get around, or you took a bus. A car is a car. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean... 
saved a thousand jobs. Well, you didn't save a thousand jobs. How many jobs? We only saved about 700. Okay? 700. Yeah, but you said you saved a thousand. Okay. I lied. It's only 700. Well, that means it's bad. That means it's crap. That, that th- Throw it out. It's gone. Forget about it. You suck. You're... It's insane. Insane. And this is how it's always going to be. This is how it's always going to be for the next four years, no matter what Trump does. I have a friend, a, a super uber liberal douchey friend. I like him as a person. I like him as a person. He's a good guy. But politically, douche, liberal, scummy, douche, times 10. Douchey, douchey, douchey liberal. And I said to him, I said, no matter what Trump does, you're going to dump on him. No. He says, I told you there's things on the right that I agree with. If he does something good, I'll say it. But I just don't think he's going to do anything good. I said, well, right out of the gate. You're hedging everything with, you don't think he's going to do anything good. So this is how it's always going to be. That's how it's always going to be. And yet, anything that Obama does, woo, you got to stand up. Oh, my God, you're the Messiah. Oh, 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 my. I mean, Obama had the audacity to do a whole speech today talking about, how we've destroyed ISIS. He says their morale is down. How does he know? How do you know if some? How, do, how does he know? Does ISIS call him up and go, oh, hey, Barry. What's up, ISIL? Ah, oh, well, we're really bummed. Really? Wow, you're really bummed. What, what, what's causing? Well, you're, you know, you, you've really put a damper on our uh, jihadist movement. Well, well, that's pretty good. So you're demoralized. Yeah. I mean, is that what happens? But yet, woo, Rachel Maddow, she yells, oh, yes. Oh, President Obama, if you had a vagina, I'd be all over it. Actually, I might I might go back to dick if if you want me to. Trump he saves jobs. Everybody's like, nah, it's not as many. Think about all the jobs that are out there that that that, that are going to be lost or are being lost. Seven hundred—that's like a it's like a spit in a fifty-gallon drum, and you got to fill that fifty-gallon drum up with. And all you did was spit in there. Long way to go. It's just nuts. So we'll get inundated with 
fake news stories from the Washington Post. Fake news stories. Talk to this man who said Trump's a liar. He's a liar. By the way, I voted for Hillary. Well, what the hell's that? <laughs> what do you mean you voted for Hillary? I did. I voted for Hillary. She's the better of the two evils. Well, then how the hell are you the focal point of the story? How is this a news story? Well, he's a liar. And I, I run the union, and he's a liar. And but you voted for Hillary. You, you don't. Okay. So, there you go. Fake news. Washington Post. And I know there's more, but we can't sit here all night and talk about fake news stories from the New York Times or the Washington Post or CNN. So, instead, we'll take a quick, and I mean quick, break. When we come back, let's talk about Boeing talk about Boeing real quick. It's Rob's Carey. It's Rob's Carey Show. And this is the greatest talk program on the radio today. Don't go away. Hillary Clinton, loving hot sauce. Oh, yeah. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, yes. listen, I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> okay. not, no, seriously, hot sauce. I've been, I've been eating a lot of hot sauce, a lot of uh, Raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You right. might need to slow down. A I need, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you. All right, we're back. That is uh, Hillary Clinton talking about hot sauce in her swag bag. Yes. <laughs> hot sauce in her Swag bag. All right, so one of the big stories uh, today that people were outraged about. How could he do that? Well, there's a couple, but um, the one that started the morning off was Trump tweets Boeing should have their order canceled for the two new Air Force One. That <gasps> it again. Trump tweeting. So, uh, Trump talked about the new 747s that are going to be um, the new Air Force Ones. And they're not set to be given to whoever the president is until like 2000 and I think 24, 22, something like that. It's not like next year. So Trump tweeted, Boeing is building a brand new 747 Air Force One for future presidents. 
but costs are out of control. More than $4 billion. Cancel order. That was a surprise announcement while he was emerging from the elevators at Trump Tower. Trump said, the plane is totally out of control. It's going to take over $4 billion. It's for Air Force One program, and I think it's ridiculous. I think Boeing is doing a little bit of a number. We want Boeing to make a lot of money, but not that much money. And, of course, there's all sorts of speculation. Did Trump do this because the Boeing CEO did a op-ed in the Chicago Tribune being critical of Trump's trade policy? Or was Trump just saying, listen, I got a jet, okay? I got a 747, and my jet is decked out in gold. Okay, I have everything that Air Force One has, with the exception of anti-missile defense systems. And my plane only cost $100 million. Now, some people say it wasn't $100 million, it was only $3 million. Why? Because he bought the plane uh, from another billionaire. Bought the plane from, I think they said, uh, Google CEO, Paul Allen, I think they said it was. I'm not real sure. Trump said the plane's $100 million. Others say he paid $50 million. And then put 10 to 15 million into it to deck the seat belts out in gold and put all the bells and whistles. So, rather it's a trade policy or Trump going, how much? Four billion dollars for two airplanes? Are you effing kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? Well, you know, we've got to have a conference room. Okay, yeah, and? Well, you know, living quarters for the first, like, and? Bro, I got gold seats, okay? I got $15 million worth of gold, all right? Stop with your first lady quarters. Keep adding it up. Two billion a plane. Two billion a plane. I'll never forget in one of those debates, and I don't remember who was moderating. Maybe it was the CNBC John Harwood fiasco. Maybe it was the Megyn Kelly blood coming out of her eyes, ears, nose. Wherever. But I remember them talking to Trump 
about his numbers. And Trump said, listen, there's just, just tons of abuse, tons of waste, tons of fraud. There's just tons. It's bigly. And they're like, but, but what is it? And he goes, just, it's huge. And we're going to stop it. And they go, oh, but Mr. Trump, in actuality, the blah, 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 blah office. Yeah, okay, what? The same office that worked with Obama to bury $100 billion in waste? That office? I mean, it is pretty funny that a lot of stuff that Trump talked about is kind of coming to fruition. A lot of this stuff is coming to fruition. Billions and billions and billions of dollars of waste. Billions of waste that was hidden. Like billions. Defense Department. Okay, $125 billion by excessive bureaucracy at the Department of Defense. Not on equipment for our soldiers. No, 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 no. Remember back in the day, our soldiers weren't getting body armor and things of that nature during the Iraq War? Nothing like that. But bureaucracy, 25% of the Pentagon's $585 billion budget was being spent on overhead and core business operations. This included accounting, human resources, logistics, and property management. Human resources. Hi, Bob. Yeah, I have a problem. Stan, you know, Stan in Department EYZ. Yeah, when I went to get coffee, he looked at me and called me a big fag. Because I like keeping up with the Kardashians. And I like to wear a paisley sweater. Yeah. Can, can you write? I mean, that's human resources. 25%. So remember when Trump said, we're going to get costs down. We're going to eliminate waste and fraud. We're going to, and the moderator's like, where? What? What are you going to do? That's what they all say. You're not going to be able to balance a budget. You're not going to be able to get health care costs down. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to. And what do we find out? Oh, by the way, $125 billion was wasted by the Department of Defense on bureaucracy. Hey, how many accountants do we have in this room? A hundred? Do we really need a hundred? No. What can we get by with? Ten? Oh, that's swell. How many people do we got in human resources? 
300. What can we get away with? Five human resources. One million and fourteen thousand. Just listen to this. One million fourteen thousand civil contractors, civil servants, and uniformed personnel who do back office work to support one point three million troops on active duty. So we have almost the same amount of paper pushers. As we do, active duty military personnel. Mr. Trump, how are you going to eliminate waste tax? And what are you going to do? Telling you, the media despises Trump. Liberals despise Trump. And a core group of Republican establishment types despise Trump. Because it is. When you hear people go, this whole Trump thing, it's it's almost like a, a movie. Yeah, you're right. It's like that movie Dave. It's like that movie Dave. Okay? And Charles Grodin gets called in. Remember that movie, Dave? I'm not going to go through the whole plot, but basically a civilian becomes president, an actor, because the president is incapacitated because he was having sex with a girl. So the chief of staff gets an actor to play the president, yada, 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 falls in love with the first lady. The first lady doesn't know at first if he's a real president, blah, 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 blah. Anyways. At one point, the chief of staff says, uh, you could have whatever program if you could trim X amount of billion dollars off the budget. So he calls his best friend, an accountant. Charles Grodin comes in. And they're sitting around going through the budget. And Grodin goes, man, if I ran my books like this, I'd be out of business. I'd be in jail. I'd be... And they just start, like, cutting stuff. Let's eliminate this. Let's eliminate. So, yeah, it's just like out of the movies when Trump goes, man, there's so much waste and abuse and fraud. And everybody goes, where? Well, I I don't know. It's there. Once I become president, I can look at stuff and go, wow. You mean we're spending over $100 billion dollars? On a million civil contractors, and we have 1.3 million troops? That's insane. That's insane. Waste, fraud, and abuse. Where are you going? Where are you going to get the $10 billion to build the wall? Well, there's $125 billion that was wasted by the Department of Defense and bureaucracy. Where are you going to get the money 
to build the wall. Where are you going to get the money to hire more ICE officers? You're going to need a couple extra billion dollars. $125 billion. I mean, seriously, just start thinking about the stuff in this past six months that Trump's like, we got to do this, we got to do that. And everybody's like, where are you going to get the money? Where are you going to get the money? Is it going to be a billion here and a billion there and a billion there? Well, here's $125 billion. Here's $125 billion. When you hear liberals go, you can't cut taxes. You can't cut taxes and then spend money on programs that we need. You can't do it. Well, $125 billion. Wasted. Wasted. So that's why liberals, that's why the media, that's why Republican establishments, they don't, not, it's not even that they don't like Trump coming in and he's fucking with their system. He's fucking with their money. When he goes, hey, man, I know airplanes, okay? I got a jet, and I'm not talking about some Mark Cuban, you know, little private 20-seat jet. I got a 747 airliner, all right? I got what, 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 peep, three, 350 people travel to Europe. I got one of those. My friend Sheldon Adelson, he's got one of those, okay? My buddy Phil Ruffin, Steve Wynn, we got these. We got them decked out with every bell and whistle, and at the most, $100 million. Throw some missile defense system on it, okay, $500 million. So at the most. At the most, you're talking $600 million per plane. At the most. Not $4 billion. Remember, I'm not stupid and naive thinking that Air Force One just has living quarters. I understand. It's got technology. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it has bi- bigger fuel compartments so it can travel. I get that. Doesn't have an invisible shield. They don't have that stuff, okay? Doesn't have an invisible shield. <laughs> Doesn't have that. It, it, it's got a missile defense system. Oh, we got a missile coming at us. Let's push this button. It'll drop this flare-type thing. The missile will think that flare is the airplane. It will go to the flare. It'll blow. That, that's what we're talking about. Like I said, at the most, $500 million. Okay. 
So with all the bells and whistles, the plane costs $100 million, even though everybody says Trump's plane was only $50 million, and then he put 10 to $15 million in gold. So he's at $65 million. Throw another $400 million, $500 million for missile defense technology. You're still nowhere near $4 billion. And here's Trump going, cancel it. Well, he's just saying that because we criticized him on his trade and we have deals going on with Iran. Okay, so what's the point? So he's just saying whatever he's saying, whatever the motive is, building an airplane for $4 billion is ridiculous. The funny thing is, all of this is legit and real. And it's been going on for 25 years. Remember? $25,000 for like a hammer. $10,000 for a toilet seat. I mean, that was real. People made light of it. Like it was a funny little joke and it was like something that just fell through the cracks. But it's not. Here we are in 2016, and you're talking about four. You're talking about two billion dollar airplanes, and Department of Defense that wasted 125 billion dollars. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Obama's watch. This is an establishment's watch. The left and the right. That's why they don't like Trump. Has nothing to do with taking calls from Taiwan. Has nothing to do with grab by the pussy. Has nothing to do with any of that. It's Dave going, why do we do this? Uh, don't worry about it. Just, just sign the executive order. Yeah, but why are we spending this amount of money? Don't worry about it. Trump going, why are we spending... $4 billion for two aeroplanes. And why is that company making billions of dollars with Iran? Why are we selling Iran airplanes that they can use to wage war against us, our allies in Israel? Why are we doing this? Shut up. Just shut up. That's why they're all pissed off. Man, I wish I remember what debate that was. Because I want to say it was with a woman moderator. Not, and not Megan Kelly. I want to say, I want to say, oh, man, 
I almost want to say it was uh, the one with Martha, the, the crying, the, the crying game there, the Martha Razinski or whatever her name is. I want to say it was the one with her. But man, they were just up Trump's ass when he was talking about, you know, uh, uh, being able to spend money on infrastructure and cut taxes and not touch uh, Medicare or Medicaid. And this moderator was just, just they, they, they were unhinged when Trump said, well, you got to cut waste, fraud, and abuse. Well, according to this report, uh, you're only talking about 1%. According to this report, you're only talking about... Blah, 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 blah. And Trump's like, just don't worry about it. There's a lot of waste, fraud, and abuse. No, there's not. There really isn't. There's not... A- like this, this, like the government runs at such an efficient and streamlined <laughs> operation. And here we find, and, and guys, if the defense department is pissing away a hundred and twenty million dollars, what do you think all these other departments are pissing away? Seriously, what do you think these other departments are pissing away? What do you think? It's just the Department of Defense? It's it's just the Pentagon? You think it's just the Department of Defense that has this bureaucracy where you're talking twenty five percent of the budget is overhead? If we cut taxes, we're not going to have any money for after-school programs. Bullshit. If somebody got in there and really, really looked at things like $2 billion airplanes and $125 billion in waste, you'd probably find anywhere between one and two trillion dollars that's basically thrown out the window. It's basically joining up to a porn site on your credit card because you're really horny one night. You get some poppers. Maybe a little butt plug. You have fun for 20 minutes. You jerk off all over yourself. Getting high on rush with a butt plug up your ass. And after it's over, you're so ashamed and embarrassed, you throw the shitty ass plug away in the bottle of rush. But guess what? That porn site keeps getting rebuilt on your credit card year after year after year 29.95 a month 29.95 a month 29.95 a month
to one day you finally are combing through your bills and you're like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. I've given young shemales in heat.com $300 over the last four years. Holy schmoly. I've only used it that one time. Oh, what's going on? It's the same thing with our government. You know how much money is buried with different departments, whether it's the defense or everybody's new favorite, HUD. HUD, you know how important HUD is? HUD is the one that you can't have Ben Carson. Like Ben Carson is, is like a cast member from In Loving Color or something. Like he's from the Chappelle show. The guy's a neurosurgeon. Yeah, but he says kooky things. No, they're kooky to you. Well, he doesn't believe homosexuality is something you're born with. Well, because there's no gay gene, stupid. He's a doctor. God, he believes in, you know, like pyramids. Well, it's biblical stuff. If you're a devout Christian, you're a devout Catholic, you're a devout Whatever. You believe in a lot of hokey, weird stuff. That's faith. Okay, okay, there, that's it. Shut up. Shut up. You don't have a point whatsoever. If Andrew Cuomo can be in charge of HUD X amount of years ago, I think Ben Carson is fine, okay? Andrew Cuomo. So go from HUD... Just go down the list. Department of Justice. Just go down the list. Guarantee you, you'll find $20 billion here, $50 billion there, $80 billion there. Before you know it, you'll be like, wow, we just found a trillion dollars. Wow. Ain't that something? Found a trillion dollars. Oh. Mr. Trump, there's no waste, fraud, and abuse. That's the oldest line in the book. Well, it's the oldest line because these assholes that have been in government for 40 years don't do anything about it. So you keep hearing waste, fraud, and abuse because the Chuck Schumers and the Harry Reeds and the Lindsey Grahams, they don't do anything about Waste, fraud, and abuse. And it's not just the federal level, it's the state level. You know how many budgets? I mean, I'm just going by California. You know how many budgets are inflated because of government workers, government pensions? If you break down the California budget, you're talking tens of millions of dollars. State workers. You don't think there's any waste, fraud, and abuse in there? 
these people that retire at, I don't know, 55 or whatever the hell it is, and they get like a $170,000 pension till the day they die, they live till they're 80, state of California's paying them 170, I mean, what? You were some jerk-off in human resources for 12 years. Pushing paper. And now I got I to gotta, I gotta pay $78 for a pack of smokes. <laughs> what do you... Fuck. It's just insane. It's insane. So that's the craziness that started this morning. Trump and Boeing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's crazy. No, he knows what he's talking about. Just like he knew he was talking about when he said, we're going to cut taxes. We're not going to touch Medicare, Medicaid. The economy is going to flourish. And we're going to go after waste, fraud, and abuse. But where's the waste, fraud, and abuse? $120 billion, stupid. There you go. Now go cry for Hillary Clinton in the corner, jerk off. It's Rob Zakari, it's Rob Zakari show. We'll be right back after these words. Yeah, uh. Build the wallet, she's got 10 feet higher. Build the wallet, she's got 10 feet strong. Build the wallet, she's got 10 feet higher. And build and build and build and just build the We're back, you guys. I thought I 
I thought I'm. I thought I I made it, but I guess I didn't. I had to get a little refill. I don't have assist. I don't have a team of assistants in this uh, studio. I don't have it. I gotta get my own coffee. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get my own coffee. All right. All right. So. Another uh, fascinating, and I mean fascinating, uh, story, or at least a narrative. It's a story that's creating a narrative by uh, the fake media, fake news media. Got to come up with a better, a better name for them. We got to, we got (laughs) to. Uh, we got we got to come up with a some some clever. I don't know what, but we'll we'll think about it. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll think about it. So uh, the new um oh wait a minute, guys. We got I got we got a little a funny little breaking story. Let, let's let me throw this out there. Uh, Michigan's uh, presidential recount suddenly became in doubt Tuesday as state appeals court said the Green Party candidate's poor showing qualified her from seeking a second look at the votes. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. And it goes on to say, meanwhile, the fate of the statewide recount push in Pennsylvania must wait at least until Friday when a federal judge has scheduled a hearing. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine that. The Michigan court said, listen, you did so fucking bad, okay? It's, why are we recounting? You did so fucking bad. Okay. Even if Russia was 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 hacking the system. Okay. Even if they were you did horrible. You did horrible. Cause remember, guys, she's not going off of what uh, the media and of course liberals are saying. This is Jill Stein doing it for herself. She's not doing it for Hillary. Hillary's not part of this. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Hillary's not part of this. Yeah, okay. Sure. She's the vessel. Stop. Of course, Hillary and that group of jerk-offs that are around her are doing this. It's like watching a football game. And I'm not talking about a Doug Flutie, Boston College uh, miracle. It's like less than a minute left. And the team's down by three touchdowns. And you honestly go, well, let's just say they score here. They get 
an onside kick. They then score, and then they do another onside kick, and then they score, goes into overtime, and then they win it then. That's what we're shooting for. And you're like, bro, it's impossible. No, no, it's impossible. This, is, this isn't a Hail Mary pass. It's impossible. So, like, people are just still so... They believe the media telling everybody that the Russians were hacking the voting systems. And remember... When Trump was talking about a rigged election, everybody was saying, no, 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 no. Impossible. Sure, they could do stuff as far as a server with the DNC. But as it pertains to our voting machines and all of those systems, no, they can't. Trump's nuts. He has no proof. He's crazy. He's a cuckoo bird. His best friend's Alex Jones. Then when Hillary lost, it was, well, some uh, political experts. Okay, more fake news. Some political scientists have said uh, the voting patterns in Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania are a little weird. They're a little funky. They're thinking Russian hacking. And now all of a sudden, it was possible. It was like a legit thing. When Trump said it, he was a whack job. But after Hillary lost, it was a real thing. It's a real thing now. It's a real thing. So they are just just grasping. They're grasping. They are grasping. And it's not even a Hail Mary pass grasp. It is just that I'm so drunk and I'm just so loaded and I know I lost and I know I lost this bet and I'm going to have to go blow dudes to get the money to keep the lights on in the house. But just maybe. They could score three touchdowns in a minute, go to overtime, and I can still win. And that's what we're looking at. So uh, Michigan is saying, uh, listen, you performed so bad that we don't even want to go through this process, okay? You're, you're, you're so bad. You're, you're not just bad. You are just Horrible, just beyond horrible. So just, just stop, okay? We're, you're disqualified. You're disqualified. Can't have a recount. <laughs> you're disqualified. Oh, imagine you get dis- you get disqualified because you're so bad. There's no gold uh, or, or uh, ninth place ribbon for Joel Stein. Or Jill Stein, Joel Stein. The Michigan courts are like, you're just so fucking bad. 
we're just going to disqualify you. Normally, you get disqualified because you broke the rules. Jill Stein's going to get disqualified because she did so bad. That might be a first. Seriously, that might be a first. Absolutely a first to be so bad you get disqualified. That's like a football team down by three touchdowns, but not with a minute to go. But like with a minute to go in the second half, and you're down by three touchdowns. And then right before the half, they get down by four touchdowns. And the refs go, you know what? You guys are so fucking bad. We're just disqualifying you. Wait, we could still come back. No, you you just showed absolutely no potential. (laughs) And then, and then, how's this? How's this for salt in the liberal wound? The Wisconsin recount, remember, that's going on as we speak. The Wisconsin recount actually has Trump widening his victory margin over Hillary Clinton by 146 votes, with 23 of the state's 72 counties having finished the recounts as of Tuesday. In those counties, Trump gained 105 votes, and Clinton dropped 41 votes. You know what that means? You guys want to know what that means? That means the 41 votes for Hillary Clinton were disqualified. That's what that means. That means 41 votes. 41 people who voted for Hillary should not have voted for Hillary. Rather, they were illegals, rather they were non-residents of Wisconsin and not registered, uh, you know, they weren't allowed to vote. That's what that means. And the 105 votes gained by Trump were votes that were suppressed. So I would say Jill Stein might be on to something. Hell, I think Trump and his people are on to something. Voter fraud. The integrity of our election process has been compromised by Democrats. How's that? Salt in your eye, Tabasco in your wound, to have a recount and have Hillary Clinton lose 41 votes and Donald Trump gain 105. Uh, Remember, guys, in order for Hillary Clinton, remember my liberal douchebag friends, in order for Hillary Clinton to win, she's got to win all three states. If Wisconsin finishes the recount 
and Hillary Clinton still down by 22,000 votes, doesn't matter what happens in Michigan. Doesn't matter what happens in Pennsylvania. Because she's got to win all three states. Guys, legit, legit, you need to deal with the fact that Hillary lost. Nobody gave a fuck about Jay-Z and Beyonce doing their little concert. Nobody gave a fuck about John Bon Jovi. Playing his little music. Nobody gave a fuck about Bruce Springsteen. No one gave a fuck about you too. Nobody gave a fuck about any of these assholes. Nobody. Nobody gave a rat's ass about that slob Lena Dunham. Amy Schumer. No one. Not one person did. Now, no. (laughs) So, if Wisconsin and the liberals don't find 10,000, or I should say 22,000 votes, it doesn't matter what happens in Pennsylvania and Nevada. Now, In Pennsylvania, U.S. District Judge Paul Diamond in Philly scheduled a hearing on Friday for a request for a recount. And Pennsylvania updated the state's vote count to show that Trump's lead over Clinton had shrunk to about 44,000 out of more than 6 million votes that have been casted. That's still shy of Pennsylvania's 0.5% trigger for an automatic statewide recount. State spokesman said 15 provisional ballots remain uncounted. And in Nevada, I don't know if any of you heard about Nevada. Is it Nevada or Nevada? What is it? I say Nevada. A partial recount is underway in Nevada at the request of De La Fuente, who finished last with a fraction of 1% of the vote. Why isn't the media talking about De La Fuente? I don't see Hack Tapper talking about De La Fuente. Why not? Because Hillary won Nevada. But De La Fuente, who finished last with 1% of the vote, uh, paid about 14000 for the recount to provide what he called a counterbalance to the record sought by Stein. Most of the 92 precincts being recounted are in the Las Vegas area. With eight of the precincts, in four other counties. If the sample shows a discrepancy of at least 1% for De La Frente or Clinton, 
a full recount will be launched in all 17 Nevada counties. Clinton defeated Trump in Nevada by 27,000 votes out of the 1.1 million votes that were cast. Secretary of State spokeswoman Gail Anderson said the recount will be finished by the end of this week. So there's your recount update. I know. It's comical, right? Yep, that's what I say. All right, let's take a quick break. And uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. It's Rob's Carey Show. And then we'll talk uh, about the hour. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I thought it was breaking. Or not breaking, but through the wire. But we'll be right back. Don't go away. Are you, are you coming to the train led by a man? Who wants to break the chains? Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Where brave men called out for a wall built by crane. Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year. On the Trump train Are you, are you Coming to the train Where brave men called out The fools who lead in vain Lobbyists are terrified They can't control our reign Let's meet this year On the Trump train Are you, are you Coming to the train Where a hat of hope Side by side with me Make America great again Break the chains Let's meet this year On the Trump train And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains. Let's meet this year. On the Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. And we're going to keep winning. And we are going to make America great again. Greater than ever before. Greater than ever before. We are going to win so much that we're going to get sick of winning. Okay? Do you understand? You understand that? We are going to win so much that we shake. I love I love when he says that. Uh I love it. All right, so uh, a store well the narrative. Okay, we started to talk about this, but then we did the um, 
recount update. So the narrative that the media, which we like to label uh, fake news, are now using the whole Donald Trump is running the government like a dictator because he is putting retired, high-ranking military officers in prominent cabinet positions. So remember, during the campaign, it was all about Trump's a dictator, Trump's Hitler, Trump's a Nazi, Trump's an authoritarian. That's all we kept hearing. And now the media are pointing to Trump appointments or in some cases his suggestions as being that of the start of a dictatorship. Now, I find this whole concept of criticizing Trump for appointing Ben Carson as the HUD boss and saying, well, he has no experience. He doesn't know anything about housing. He doesn't know anything about poor communities. He doesn't know anything about urban development. He doesn't know anything. He's a brain surgeon. He's a brain surgeon. What's wrong with Trump? He's crazy. He's nuts. He should be appointing somebody that has experience. And now you have Trump saying, okay, all right, we need some people to be heads of some very important, and I mean important, positions in our government. And they're not positions that have to deal with urban housing. They're not positions that have to deal with transportation. They're not positions that have to deal with energy. They're positions that have to deal with national security. 
And if the same thing is going to be wielded and ridiculed as it pertains to Ben Carson and the fact that he's a neurosurgeon and he has absolutely no credentials as it pertains to bureaucracy, urban development. Can't you say that as it pertains to say national security matters? Seriously, if you have a position like the Secretary of Defense, okay, the Secretary of Defense, defense, defending our country, dealing with bad people that want to hurt our country, that want to hurt We, the people. Why the hell would you want a paper pusher in that position? Why would you want a community organizer in that position? Or a bunch of friends of a community organizer in that position what's wrong with putting a retired marine a general a warrior somebody Somebody that the left and the right have never said boo about. And when I mean boo, bad. Aside from the fact that during a convention he talked about liking killing people or fun to kill people or shoot people or... But the position is Secretary of Defense. The defense of this country. Putting a former decorated general in that position is not the making of a dictatorship. It's not the making of something out of Cuba, which is kind of funny when people reference Cuba and say, well, look what they did. What do you mean? All you liberals love Cuba. You all drop to your knees for Cuba, for Castro. So stop. Just stop. 
we have the conversation, and that conversation is, why the fuck do we do the same things over and over and over and over again for the sake of just doing it over and over and over and over again? Because the person before us did it that way, and the person before that did it that way, and the person before that. And nobody can tell you a legitimate, rational reason as to why we do it that way. It's just something that evolves into what it is. And Trump comes along and goes, hey, you know what? Instead of having a paper pusher as the Secretary of Defense, instead of having some Washington bureaucrat as Secretary of Defense, have a Marine. Let's have a retired four-star general, five-star general, whatever the highest star general there is. Let's have a military mind be in charge of our defense. What a novel idea. Well, you know, he's going to have to get a waiver from the Senate because somebody that served in the military is supposed to wait X amount of years until he could do a cabinet position. We've only given that waiver once. Okay, so we'll get another waiver. What's the problem? Well, it makes us look it makes us look like what? Well, it makes us look like Cuba. It makes us well, it, it makes us look like uh, we are a, a a a a well, it makes us look like uh, we are a government ruled by the military. It, 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 just shut up. Seriously, shut up. Okay? Just shut up. You know, we are in different times. We're going through a lot of different stuff. You know, the world's not very stable. And to have some bureaucrat in the position of Secretary of Defense is kind of weird. It's just kind of weird. And listen... I always thought it was weird when you have a position called Secretary of Defense and it's, you know, Bob Jones. Or, you know, whoever. And I always thought, well, Secretary of Defense dealing with our defense 
You know, if Secretary of Defense is somebody that's dealing with our military, why don't we have a military person? I always thought it was strange. There's not a military person in that, but it's just, it's bizarre to me. I mean, it's bizarre that we didn't do it, but Ashton Carter is our Secretary of Defense, okay? He got a double major in physics and medieval history from Yale University. He then became a Rhodes Scholar, studied at the University of Oxford. He taught at Harvard University in 1986. Teacher? (laughs) You know? Was he using some medieval history? I I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, where's, where's the credentials as it pertains to Military. Bureaucracy. You don't need to have any experience with military. Well, listen. Our country hasn't been that safe under Obama. And we had Ashton Carter. And before Ashton Carter, we had Chuck Hagel. He's a senator from Nebraska. Now, the only good thing about Chuck Hagel is he had two Purple Hearts while he was in the infantry squad in the Vietnam War. Hagel at least served in the military. But Hagel didn't last very long. Hegel didn't last very long. Two years. That's it. Two years. And he was basically fired. He resigned. The Obama administration put pressure on him. And the only reason Obama picked him was to try to do this unity thing because Hegel is a Republican. But Obama said, I want your resignation. And Hegel said, listen, I butted heads with Obama and White House. I didn't like their decision-making process. I didn't like their national security policy. I didn't like the excessive micromanagement within the White House. 
And Hagel said that they did, a, I, I don't want to say a ton of things, but they did a lot of just shady, backstabbing type stuff to destroy Hagel's reputation. So there's a military guy that told Obama, you things the wrong way. You're doing things the wrong way. Don't do things this way. And he got fired. And before him, you had Leon Panetta. Leon Panetta. Again, a bureaucrat. That's all. I mean, he served in the military, but, I, you know, a thousand years ago. So this notion that it's bad news and it's a dictatorship and all of that to have a four-star, five-star general as Secretary of Defense is crazy. And then they point to Trump talking about bringing in retired Marine General John Kelly for Secretary of Homeland Security. Again, Homeland Security. Homeland Security. What's wrong with having a military man, a a general, running our homeland security. I repeat, we're not talking, I repeat, we're not talking about HUD or Transportation Secretary. We're talking about Homeland Security. Getting on an airplane. Terrorists attacking us at malls. You know who our Homeland Security Secretary is? Jay Johnson. Okay? An American civil and criminal trial lawyer. Are you kidding me? Went to Columbia Law School. Why? There's all of these lone wolf packs everywhere. You wonder why. When you go to the airport, you wait in line for seven hours to get on the airplane because they're understaffed. Guy's a lawyer. Why? Why? Why is wrong to go with a general? Think about that. A Marine general. 
somebody that knows how to organize, someone who knows how to fight, someone who knows how to win wars, someone knows how to lead soldiers, someone knows how to assess a threat and say, hmm, this might not be good. See, to me, the bureaucracy part is the thing that's easy to obtain. Having a bunch of secretaries and a bunch of number crunchers and a bunch of paper pushers, that's easy. That's easy. It's protecting us. It's knowing combat. It's knowing war. It's knowing threats. It's knowing vulnerability. Those are the things that a civil rights attorney is not going to know. Some Columbia Law School graduate's not going to know. Sure. He knows how to push paper. But he doesn't know how to assess threats. Those types of things you you, you can't teach a lawyer. But a four-star general can get a bunch of paper pushers to help him coordinate On, man. And even that, Jay Johnson hasn't done a good job. I still got to wait three hours to get a fucking airplane in LAX. When I hear the word defense, or I hear the word homeland security, national intelligence, I want military people there. I want people that have dedicated their life for 30 years, 40 years. I want those guys handling business, not some asshole who went to Columbia Law School. The fuck does a lawyer know about national defense? What does a lawyer know about military threats? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 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 Remember Janet Napolitano? Remember her? I think as we speak, I think as we speak, okay, I think as we speak, she's like a chancellor. Or, yeah, president of the University of California. Get out of here. 
She's the governor. Oh, God. (laughs) You know. And And a lawyer. Come on, man. Just stop. Just stop. That's all I say. Please just stop. Just just stop. Can't have generals. Can't have them in these positions. Makes us look like Cuba. Makes us look like a dictatorship. We got to have lawyers. That's what we got to have. We got to have a bunch of lawyers. Bunch of bureaucratic lawyers. Okay. Navy Admiral Mike Rogers for Director of National Intelligence. Well, National Intelligence. So don't they get information about like foreign enemies? So don't they get don't they get information about American citizens traveling to foreign countries, marrying women, bringing them back to the United States, going to a Christmas party and Killing all their co-workers? Hey, come on, man. We don't need lawyers in these positions. With military men. Just stop. But trust me, you're going to hear this whole narrative. Strong man. Authoritarianism. Hear about this. You're going to hear what Donald Trump uh, is, is, is proposing is unprecedented to have this many military people in cabinet positions. They act again like it's HUD or transportation. Military men in military positions. And I consider. National security as military. Okay? Appointing Ben Carson to be Secretary of HUD is appointing someone unqualified. And he has to appoint someone that's more qualified then you can't then go and say Trump appointing four- and five-star generals to be Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Homeland Security, or being Director of National Intelligence is wrong. I don't want a lawyer in these positions. In the past eight years, our country has become less safe. In the last years, other countries have become less safe. We have threats from all sides. You know, everybody used to make fun of George Bush and say, 
He's such an idiot. What kind of logic is we fight him over there so they don't come here and fight us? We fight them in the Middle East so they don't fight us here. And everybody would laugh at him. Ah, what an idiot. What a moron. I don't know. It doesn't sound too stupid now, does it? I think I'd rather be fighting Farouk Saeed in Syria or Iraq or Afghanistan than fighting him at a Christmas party in San Bernardino. And we haven't even about a book that recently came out. An interrogator who worked on Sheikh Mohammed. And it's like his memoir. We're, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I wanted to break down the things that he said in his book because Muhammad talks about after 9-11 and the policies that Bush put in place, it was hard for terrorists to come to this country. And basically through the terrorist networks, Other terrorists talked about the policies of registering and things of that nature making it difficult, downright almost impossible to carry out attacks and things of that nature. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. But I think the concept of fighting them there so they're not fighting us here doesn't sound that crazy and goofy and nutty. But who am I? Just a jerk off on the radio. It's Rob Zaccari. It's Rob Zaccari. She'll be right back uh, after these quick, quick words. You, 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 you. This is gonna be you Donald Trump is gonna make us great again Gonna be you
have huge problems. We have huge debt. We have huge illegal immigration. We have huge unemployment. So we need the huge solution. Donald J. Trump. Months ago, have you guys seen the new? Uh, and, and I I despise him, so I haven't watched it, but I keep seeing the advertisements around. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I haven't been watching a lot of um, the news programs, and you're probably gonna think I'm gonna give you a uh, a a really good reason as to why. Uh, But I'm not. And that reason is (laughs) when they redid the studio, okay, when they redid the studio, and it's the the, the whole studio, you don't see the elaborate uh, change in the studio, but it's it's pretty elaborate. So it's, 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 it's different. They hooked up because I wanted them to hook up because I thought it would be good for the program TVs so I could actually see stuff happening before we had the green room which we still do but that's where I would see stuff so I would go out there for commercial break maybe I went to get coffee and I would see things and then sometimes the way uh, the door in one of the studios would position. I would see things off um, a reflection, like a like a, almost like a mirror. I know, it's goofy. So I said, listen, when we do the switch and we redo the studio and we move the studio and so forth and so on, uh, put televisions televisions in there. So I could have 
what we have in the green room in the studio. And I could, you know, comment on stuff. Well, they did that, but they didn't finish it. And because they switched and had to hook TVs with splitters and so on, they haven't had the televisions going in the studio. That's where I watch most of the news. The studio is a studio slash office. I don't watch it at the house. When I'm sitting with Catherine, I don't bore her, even though she's very hep on all the news and she enjoys the news. I don't want her to have to watch hours and hours and hours worth of news. So, I try to keep something separate, but I have been watching any of the programs, so I have not seen that little scumbag Van Jones' new show. Like the messy truth or something like that. I hate Van Jones. I despise Van Jones. I like to punch Van Jones right in his face. He's a... He's a race baiter, scumbag. Uh, he's, he's just everything that's bad as far as um, this country and what we have to deal with as far as the left goes. Just bad. Bad, bad, bad. But I wondered if anybody had um, seen the show yet. Maybe I'll check it out uh, tomorrow and I'll give you guys um, a report and we'll break down Van Jones and put it all so uh, to close things out the other controversy and it's because CNN is pushing the story as President-elect Donald Trump is claiming credit for a $50 billion investment in the United States by a Japanese tech conglomerate, a deal he says wouldn't have happened without him. The company off the bank hasn't given details, but in October, weeks before the election, saw bank and the government of Saudi Arabia agreed to form a $100 million, $100 billion to invest in technology companies around the world. Trump tweeted the news Tuesday afternoon. Massa, SoftBank of Japan, has agreed to invest $50 billion in the U.S. toward business and 50,000 new jobs. Massa said he would never do this had we Trump not won the election. At about the same time, the president-elect made a brief appearance with SoftBank CEO Massasoit's son at Trump Tower. Son said he told Trump he liked to celebrate his presidential job because Trump has made uh, deregulation part of his platform. 
Sun also said the investment would be in startup companies in the U.S. SoftBank funds have already invested in highly valued tech startups across the globe, among them personal finance firm SoFi and Uber creditors Ula in India, Grab in Southeast Asia, and Didi Tuxing in China, according to PitchBook. Uber sold its Chinese operations to Didi early this year. Bank has huge stakes in wireless broadband internet e-commerce, chip making, and gadget business. It's one of the largest telecommunications companies in Japan, and it was the first Japanese cell phone carrier to sell the iPhone. SoftBank bought 70% of Sprint for $20 billion in 2012. It also has an enormous stake in the Chinese e-commerce giant, Alibaba, Yahoo Japan and smartphone chip designer Arm, and it has partnered with Foxconn and its robotics business, most notably making Pepper, the Roboot Pal, or Robot, like a Roboot, what's wrong with me? Pal that learns to love people. Sun, the company CEO, put together a 300-year plan for SoftBank that calls for it to help permanently break down language barriers and allow people to communicate telepathically. Inga. SoftBank wants to build computers that invent new machines and raise the human life expectancy to 200 years. Ooh, I'd love that. God damn, I'd love that. I'm getting to that point in my age with my kid coming that I'm terrified to die. Terrified to die. And never see my son grow up. It's horrible, 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 horrible. And it makes me think about it every day. Stock and Sprint, which is owned by Bank, may up more than 2%. So, think about it. The article, and let's call CNN and the news that they push. Fake news says Trump claims credit. Well, claims credit. He took credit. And the CEO of the company shoot down Trump's claim. The guy's meeting with Trump. How do you say Trump claims? It's not like he said. Massa said he would never do this had he not won the election. After Trump said that, Massa comes out. Gives a little talking points and leaves. How CNN said claims? Why did CNN say Trump given credit. Trump makes Japanese firm invest fifty billion. I mean, why claims? Talk about fake news. Trump claims. 
It's not a claim. It's legit. It's real. It's legit. It's real. It's all killing them. Because for year after year after year, we've been told you need a half-assed lawyer to be the president of the United States. Businessman? You can't have a businessman as president of the United States. What does he know about running a government? What does he know about what goes into affordable housing? What does he know? Business encompass all of those things? And what the fuck does a lawyer have to do with it? I mean, Obama was a community organizer. And I know the left despises. And we on the right use that word, but he was. Uh, Donnie Cochran type lawyers. You know, none of them made a living in the private as big time lawyers. So to me, if you're not making a living, making money, being a lawyer, you're a half-assed lawyer. I, I, I know people that went to the Laverne School of Law. Took them like 10 years, but they're lawyers. Why something completely nuts? I thought about going back to school. Get a law degree. I know it sounds absolutely absurd. I thought about it. I'm 43. This degree and my bachelor's degree online. So it won't take four years to do. And then go to the Learn School of Law. And then voila, to the whole Secretary of Defense, Secretary of uh, uh, Homeland Security, lawyer, lawyer. When is being a lawyer prerequisite of being the President of the United States? I would think, I would think being part of the real world Making money, having ups, having downs. I would think that would be more of a qualification than being a community organizer. Being a half-assed law professor. Again, we're, we're, we're sold. We're sold. That government and being president or being a senator or being a congressman or doing anything, governor, is some type of job that you got to be a lawyer and it's this whole 
thing of being the, the you know, having this years of experience and that years of experience. And if you're part of anything other than bullshit government crap, bureaucracy, then you're not qualified and you'll never be successful. It's insane. Insane. Yeah, a businessman might not be um, as good as a community organizer giving a speech about a guy with boobs using whatever bathroom he wants. All right, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some credit there. I'll give you some credit there. Or inflaming race relations and implying that there's some implicit racism amongst police officers all across it. Okay. Hiring people not based on skill, not based on accomplishments, but just based on color, gender. Okay, I'll I'll give it to you. A hardcore businessman doesn't know how to do those things. Because a hardcore businessman says, I don't give a fuck if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're a fag. I don't care what the fuck you are. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're green. All I care about is that you can make this company successful. That's it. I don't care if you you shoot ping pong balls out your asshole into that guy's mouth. If it's going to make this company successful, God bless. A businessman might not be too good at the whole, where can you poo-poo and pee-pee? What bathroom? But that guy, that businessman, is going to be able to make deals with companies that guy is going to be able to say, hey, give me the book over here. There's got to be waste with this department. And then they look through and go, holy shit, $100 billion. Okay, cool. There's $100 billion we can get. What about this? What about? And that's all I give a fuck about, okay? That's all I give a fuck about, about gay marriage. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care about abortion. I don't fucking care. I don't. I don't care about the cakes. I don't. I. I. Who can bake a cake? Who cannot? I don't care about churches. I don't fucking care. Okay. I don't care if a police officer is a little too rough. Because if you're not doing bad shit, if you're not breaking the law, if you're not putting yourself in a position where you're engaging with police officers, you got nothing to worry about, okay? But if you're an asshole harassing people with a gun in front of a convenience store, And police roll up and say, put your hands up. 
get on the ground and you're going, what? What did I do? What? Get that? You're gonna get fucked up. If you charge a police officer and get into a fight with him and try to take his gun, you're gonna get fucked up. Me? I'm not looking to get in fights with cops. I'm not looking to charge cops. So I don't give a fuck. Okay? All I want is to be able to work. I want to be able to have a job. I want to be able to make money. I want to be able to support my family. That's it. I don't care about chicks with dicks. I don't fucking care. Okay? I don't care. I don't care about Halloween costumes that are offensive. I don't care about safe spaces. I don't care about a lot of that shit. All right? Donald Trump claims credit for $50 billion. It's not a claim, shithead. Not when, uh, not when, uh, Mr. Miyagi standing next to Trump going, oh, it's very good. We invest money. Trump, he winner. Make America great again. Put that on a fortune cookie. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, you're Japan. You're Japanese. You're not China. Okay. See you later. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari. All right, listen to me. We're out of here. We're done for tonight. It's 9.30 p.m. I'm over it. I'm over you. I'm over everything. Don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to us. I Heart Radio. You can listen to us. I don't know, all these ways. iTunes, iHeartRadio. What I'm going to do, I think, tomorrow is write up a list. So I have it on the switchboard so I can give everybody the exact um, addresses, the Twitters, the Facebooks, and all that. All right, go to all these things. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You are the best audience in the entire world. Don't forget, it's robzacarishow.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and all those Great things alike. See you tomorrow. Good day. Good night. Good year.